You are now listening to The Bannerman, an L.A. Kings podcast. We are less than 10 days away from the opening of NHL training camps, meaning this is the final opportunity for some normalcy, some quiet, and some harmless fun. A perfect opportunity to unleash a list episode. We're back. This is Caro. How are you tonight, Vardy? Hey, buddy. It's been a while. I'm good. How are you? That's good. It's been a while, but I'm glad because we've just been staring at each other the entire time. So it's all you good. You say that like it's a bad thing. Uh, it can be a bad thing when trying to do a podcast. Outside Fair. of that structure, it's a great thing. Fair. All right. Good. But here we I'll are. Give you, I'll but give you that. So what's going on? How things? Things are good. It's yeah. been... I don't know. I feel like I'm getting older. And these off seasons are getting shorter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the rest of my life is getting more complicated as I age. And so I don't feel like I've gotten a break from anything, quite frankly. But if there's one thing I don't want a long break from, it's the sweet, sweet sounds of NHL hockey. So that's okay. It's coming up, man. Less than, what is it, like a little over, actually less than a month now. Yeah, one month and or just a sh- few days sh- under one month, whatever, mm-hmm. but camps are under 10 days away. So yeah, all the rookie face-off stuff and should be rolling out within the next few weeks. Yep. Rosters are getting released for those. Where is it this year? I forget the, the typical oh, the I don't 16 know. one that they're doing. I, I'm, I really don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll look it up while we chat. Cause I saw the roster for that. It's one of little... six places. Yes, it is. I'm confident about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess in Colorado. I don't know why. Why not? Um, But like we did mention, or I mentioned at the top of the show, this is a list episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you've been a loyal bannerhead for the last few years, you know that once a year, maybe barring one time, we get together and put together lists, fun lists, top 10, of a certain subject, topic, whatever, and we have some fun with it. So that's what we're going to do today. But before we do that, there is some King's housekeeping that we have to take care of. A few things here and there. Mikey Anderson signing a one-year contract, $1 million. Did not expect that. Very confused, but it's fine. Cost controlled. He'll be extended next year longer term a lot of money coming off the books for the kings so they'll probably be able to give him the contract we anticipated him getting uh next summer i don't know is there anything really to talk about on that i mean it's no i guess i guess i'm i I, i'm more surprised that he would take that deal that's that's where my shock is it's i mean it's great for the kings it's great that they're willing that he's willing to just come back and on a one-year deal and put off his payday potentially, but there's always that gamble as an athlete that, uh, you know, your next season won't be as good as your last or you get hurt or something like that. And all right. of a sudden, and that's what where should my confusion, have been your payday. Yeah, yeah. That's where my confusion comes in is from the player agent perspective of it, but right. He's so young and it's kind of a, I'm bidding but on he myself. Hurt. He was already hurt right. for and he's such a out, long yeah, time, you know? Yeah. That's that. That's where I'm a little bit shocked, and 
he could have put the Kings in kind of a, a tough situation. Yeah. Put him over the barrel. Right. Chose not to. So thank you for that, Mikey. You know, living up, living up to your reputation as a, as a kind and gentle soul. Uh, and it gives him an ability now to maybe bring in Jersey on a similar deal, whether it's for one year, two years, whatever it might be. But again, in that 1 million, 1.2 million neighborhood, and they don't, they don't go over the cap if they do that, which is pretty great. No, and I think they they should ha- if if Jersey comes in uh, with a similar number, they should still have like two million dollars. Um, looking at cap friendly right now, their cap space is projected at one point three seven. Yeah, but I know that's that's, that's yeah. that includes um, players that aren't going to be on the team. Correct. Correct. Uh, including Spence and Movereri. So, um, yeah, I think it'll it's going to be like two million ish mm-hmm. when it's all said and done, which is fine. You get a little bit more flexibility at the deadline anyway, so they should be okay. I think, but I I think the main thing is like, this is the squad, man. Right. This is like it. at this at this point now, you can kind of put to rest the Ayafalo trade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm talk for the time being at least because camp's about to open and it looks like the kings are locked in on offense and on defense potentially after they lock up jersey and away we go so we got a pretty good idea of what what this team is going to look like now yeah yeah it's uh really with with them being able to get through this offseason the whole topic of whether or not they even need to move anyone kind of becomes moot because they they free up quite a bit of salary next year and even if they choose to bring quick back on some sort of a veteran two-year deal something like that it's not going to be for whatever his his cap it is right. right now right so puts them in a pretty sweet spot next next offseason with you know having to resign trevor moore i imagine at that point brendan lemieux will, you imagine will be, but, but then again, Brendan Lemieux keeps coming back. So who, who am right. I to judge? That's right. So, um, but you're right. I mean, the quick contract is a big kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if he retires. Right. I wouldn't be shocked if he wants to keep playing. But again, the Kings goalie situation is different and interesting. <laughs> when com- Fluid, to say the least. <laughs> when compared to other teams. And I don't want to get into the whole... You got to give Cal a chance yeah. thing because we've been doing that for like the entire year. So um, <laughs> let's not get into that. But, you know, uh, I think if he even if Quick does come back next year at a lower salary, which is what 100 percent would happen if he returns. Maybe that's the opportunity to be like, all right, now with the money where it is, we're paying this guy five. We're paying this other right. guy two. Now, Cal, at now, 29 years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, so, yeah. Oh, by the way, the rookie face-offs in San Jose this year. Okay, well. Yeah. You took a shot. I did. <laughs> some, would call it, some would call it an educated guess. But <laughs> there we are, San Jose. Yeah. I liked it that one year we went in Irvine. It was fun. I it enjoyed was. it. I did, too. I, that's a nice little complex they got over there. 
nice. I think the best part was just looking around the bleachers and being like, there's Joe Sackick, there's Claude Lemieux, (laughs) there's Doug Wilson. I mean, everyone was within like spitting distance. It was pretty awesome. I tend to not hardcore follow these rookie tournaments. I kind of look at highlights, recaps, whatever I can, and just be like, yeah, cool. You know, it doesn't look like Alex Turcotte's going to participate. He's, he's on the roster. Right, but he's isn't he still very much like TDD? Like, who knows, man? Who knows? He's, you he's, know, how these concussion things work. Yeah, he's TBD for training camp. So, yeah, I imagine he might skip rookie camp. Tough, man. Tough. I'm kind of surprised Quentin Byfield's on that roster, honestly. I he's, mean, the kid doesn't age. <laughs> no, he just breaks, apparently. 30 year pro, and he's still like 15. <laughs> Uh, but Jordan Spence is on that roster. Yeah. Uh, Brant Clark's going to be on there. I think that's that's the one thing that, like, if I could watch and see yeah. Brant Clark maybe in that environment, seeing if uh, Quentin Byfield steps his game up against what should be at this point lesser competition, um, actually would be nice to see how Martin Chromiak does given the yeah. season that he had. So anyway. We'll see. We'll so get the Kings should be winning this thing, is what you're saying. Yeah, totally. On paper, running away with it. I haven't We're even seen the other it. teams. Yeah, <laughs> no idea. Um, but yeah, uh, Nate Thompson on a PTO. Great. <laughs> just <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh. I was just like, "Okay, <laughs> like we're drowning in forwards. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's throw Nate Thompson a PTO for old time's sake." <laughs> That's cool. Can't keep a can't keep a good man down. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, he AHL, won't make the team. Yeah. AHL bound. <laughs> certainly, certainly AHL bound. And that covers the Kings brush. That's it. <laughs> I don't That's know about it. I don't know what else there is to really talk about. I mean, uh, nothing directly Kings wise. A lot of a lot of eight year deals going around. Yeah, for some yeah. I noticed guys. that. Noticed that. Uh, Stutzla, mm-hmm. Rob Thomas earlier, Jordan Cairo. Yeah. All got what was it? Eight by eight. Almost roughly give or, you know, take, give or take yeah. yeah i think it's interesting i think uh we're noted we're we're finding the death of the bridge deal so to speak like it's if you were showing any type of potential to be a point of game player at some point within the next few years teams are just are locking it down yeah i think uh some of that is is with the hope that the cap is going to go up i think over the next few years they're hoping to to get you at a lower rate than they potentially would, you know, save a couple million here and there. But I also think it's interesting because it it forces your timeline up a little bit. If sure. you're putting if you're putting all that money in right away and no longer giving these guys bridge deals and stuff, you you have way less flexibility. You know, it's it's interesting. We're gonna see how that goes. It makes me makes me even happier that the Kings have Kempi on a more reasonable yeah, salary for had, the next few he had, seasons. He had an actual bridge deal. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that. He's sitting there kicking himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so are we hoping for an 80-point Quentin Byfield season? Or we... <laughs> See, that's that's exactly where my where my head was at. I, I don't know because it, it might not it might not take an 80-point season. That's true. Like if he has a – The potential a, of an 80-point season would be Exactly. Enough, like if he comes around and – so how many – hold on. He's got two years left on his deal still or – yeah, he's got two years left, right? So if he puts up 40 this season and 60 the next, open up the checkbook, baby. There's no bridge book. There's no bridge deal coming. That's yeah, a that's right. eight by eight <laughs> waiting I guess, to happen. Yeah, I, get, I, I kind of didn't consider they had two years left, which kind of lines up nicely with 
the big man number 11 yeah. going yes, ufa indeed. that year and yes, likely being retained for a much more reasonable contract or retiring <laughs> always an option always an option. hey dustin brown you know yeah you know it, it, it's like when it happens to one of them yeah all of a sudden it becomes real <laughs> it becomes very real and and they're such a tight group that it, maybe they're all like yeah we're done we got our cups yeah the, the having the cups part I think is, is crucial to this um but at the but same then again, time you look at guys like bergeron right like he's 36 or something and he just resigned for a two-year deal or whatever yeah yeah it's all is that what you're going to say i didn't mean to cut you off i'm sorry i don't know i'm just i just feel like the reality of it's also there's a turning there's a a passing, passing of the, of the torch. torch about to happen at least in theory mm-hmm. so there's that portion of it too the bruins have no torch to goddamn patch so patrice right. bergeron and and them like is the torch the bruins go as they go still so yeah. we'll see uh listen i don't want Andre kobatar to retire in my perfect world he would be number two center to quentin byfield or no, whatever mm-hmm. whoever it is we hope was, it's Byfield, uh, but then there's the no you know the no still right. there. but what, what i mean is in a perfect world you, you have those three down the middle somehow yeah I, I wouldn't mind 37-year-old Andre Kopitar as a 3C, just winning 54% of his draws still and playing 14 minutes a night. I'll take it too. Just yeah. chipping in on the power play, PP2. Yeah. You know, maybe not at the half wall. Who knows? <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> He's not going to get froggy at age 38 <laughs> and start driving the middle. But um, I saw this interesting um, – I forget if it was Jay Fresh or, or uh, Byron Bader, but – there was this like age curve for superstar players, basically guys who are producing over 0.8 point per game clip. And what are the averages is kind of like where they tail off. Most of these guys actually are still productive to their age 38 and beyond season. It's really interesting. Like they're basically like the higher you start, the higher you maintain. You don't typically drop off the precipice right. if you're able to maintain that kind of level of play so it'll be interesting to see how he does and athletes are built way different these days anyway like yeah 42 43 is no longer you know white beard <laughs> trucking up and down the ice right like standing ovation every time like right. he finishes right. a game you know um i i think we're gonna see more and more players actually play into their 40s um Especially maybe with this round of, of guys who are turning 40, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of them play into their 40s. Just because, like I said, uh, better condition, better nutrition, better medicine, so on and so forth. And they're still playing at a high level and they're still making money, which is kind of the most important thing. If Andre Kopentar can make $5 million into his 40s, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's going to do that. Hey, man, if you and I can do it for free into our 40s, I don't think these guys have any reason not to. Amen, brother. We pay. We pay. That's right. That's right. I pay for the privilege. (laughs) Anything else? I mean, this is the beauty of, like, the episodes right before training camp is, like, everything's been covered to death. The Mm -hmm. training camp rosters aren't released. But in our case, the team is pretty much locked in. So it's just a twiddling of the thumbs waiting game for October. Yep. So we felt 
party. That with the news that the Kings are getting a reverse retro 2.0, mm-hmm. and with a I get sort of leak, mm-hmm. a leakish thing That's where right. we got a glimpse of the potential logo for the reverse retro. Right. Uh, and we'll, we can get into that right now. It, it seems like it's going to be the, the vintage crown on a white jersey based on which the Which has never happened. Which has never happened, which is a beautiful, beautiful concept, by the way. I've seen, we've seen several concepts of this over the years. Uh, but if it is the 80s trim with, uh, with the shoulders, purple shoulders, white jersey, it's going to be beautiful. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that right now with the gold accent. So I'm patiently waiting. Yeah, I think the Sharks are releasing it. theirs tomorrow. So the some sharks, of the teams. So the, the Sharks are getting New Jersey's period. I don't know if you saw that leak. I did. Yeah. I kind of like it. It looks like waves. Yeah. There's, and it's, there's like a wave pattern in the weave. And wave, they've, wave. <laughs> they've kind of redone the trim of it and mm-hmm. almost completely eliminated orange from it. Yes. Yes. Which. I really like that first shark jersey. That's just me, like with the shoulders and like there was a lot more orange in it. I really yeah. like those jerseys and they only lasted like a season. Yeah. Um, but it's those are the sharks colors, man. You know, silver, black, teal, that's that's who they is. It's unique. It's, it's unique. their colors, so it's gonna be fine. Um and and there have been a couple other leaks. I know the yeah. flames did you see the flames horsehead jersey? Yeah, but it's got more detail, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, now there's like flame detail like yeah. all over the jersey, I believe. These are all on aesthetics, I think. Aesthetics always does a great job yeah, covering shout out this stuff. To aesthetics, we love we love them boys, or maybe it's one person. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh but that Calgary jersey was actually the reverse retro last season. Mm-hmm. And they just they're gonna make it a full time alternate. Great. I <laughs> mean uh not much to add to that i think it's awesome um i think colorado is doing the the old colorado rockies colors yes which is which would be interesting to see yes um Uh, new or was it new jersey that's doing the rockies colors no it's colorado interesting yeah colorado is taking the is taking the so here I'll uh, I'll pull it up here. So like the Islanders are bringing back the fishermen, but without the uh, without the orange, which which is weird. Yeah, just bring back the fishermen, bro. I mean, just just own it, right? Like at this point, it's the same thing we say every time. It's like if you're gonna do it, just own it. Just go wild. Um, but anyway, you can you can find a lot of these on aesthetics. So it, that was kind of what motivated us to. Think of this list episode um, where we looked back at all of the Kings jerseys that have ever happened. We're talking every possible iteration, and you can follow along with us if you want to. You can go to uh, NHLuniforms.com, and you can pull up the entire Kings uniform history. And Cotto and I went ahead and picked our own top 10 That's right. of Kings uniforms to, uh, to decide once and for all what the best uniforms were in King's history. And I'm psyched because we love jerseys. If you listen to our show for any amount of time, really, like 
uh, we really get into the aesthetics of the game. It's one of our favorite things. And we were debating if we should do masks or jerseys. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a photo finish, ladies and gentlemen. But we went jerseys because of this jersey news, because of the reverse right. retro, because of the excitement, and because aesthetics is leaking great shit all over the place. <laughs> so uh, it was pretty much decided that we're going to do the top 10, our top 10 Kings jerseys of all times. And I got, I got into the nitty gritty on this one, my friend. Did you? I got, I went ultra detailed. Ooh. Um, yeah, I, yeah. So you mean like a home version of a year and not the away version, that kind of thing? Correct. Ah, interesting. Correct. Interesting. Correct. Because. All right, I'm going to pull up my list here while you're, while you're introing a bit. Yeah, because otherwise you're just really going just a 10 designs that you like the most sure which, which i have no issue with but i think there's certain years where certain additions or subtractions improve the jersey exponentially in my opinion mm-hmm. um without spoiling anything obviously but <laughs> so that's that's kind of what i leaned into um i also have some honorable mentions from around the nhl which i will mm. also ask you for in history um but yeah that's our episode Top 10 LA Kings uniforms of all time. I love it. Are we ready? I think I am. By the way, one more thing before we get started. You are absolutely right. It is New Jersey doing the Colorado Rockies colors. Yeah. Not the Avalanche. My bad. No worries. I thought so because I remember thinking, why have they not done this until now? Yeah. Oh, I know. Lou Lamarillo would not allow any kind of fun. Right. Or smiles. So... So hold on, am I confused? Actually, are they doing Colorado Rockies or Casey Scouts? Well, the Rock- so, so the Rockies and the Scouts both had that color. Yeah, color scheme. Um. So I, I guess in theory they would be doing the Scouts. Yeah. Because of lineage. That's. But, well, no, because the Rockies, no, no, no. The the Rockies, Rockies went to New Jersey. To New Jersey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the KC Scouts became... The Colorado Rockies. Did they? Okay, was that the order of things? Yes, and they yeah, kept okay, the that, same... That's right, that's right, that's right. And they okay. kept the same, same uh, color scheme. Got it. Okay, yeah. now, we're all, now we're all in it together. All right. Okay. Everyone's okay. We're good. Everyone's good? Back the world to the makes king. sense. Okay. <laughs> so, how do, so I guess we, we usually start this from uh, bottom to top, and we yes. start with number 10. Yes. For us, <clears throat> uh, I guess I'll start. Okay, go for it. Uh, my number 10 is the 1999 alternate purple with the crown. So 99 to 2002? It debuted in 1999 mm-hmm. uh, with the opening of Staples Center. It was the alternate to the, to the lion sunglasses crest. Yes. The purple jersey with the crown. With the laces the laces made it different than the other ones and i i just remember when i first saw it i was like i really didn't like the the jersey reveal and all that i didn't i don't like that logo with the lions mm-hmm. with the lion sunglasses on it that much but that one i really liked and i remember buying one immediately i have a currently own a luke robitaille autographed number 20 of that very mm-hmm. proud of that jersey and I think the big thing was when they opened Staples Center, they they debuted that jersey at home against Boston. So got it. So it's 
there is some significance to it for me. Um, and that's why I chose it number 10. Uh, I also have that on my list higher up. I have that at number seven, actually. Ooh, okay. And again, specifically, I like that version with the purple and the crown in the middle rather than the version that they went to afterwards where they swapped the crown for the primary logo and put the shield instead. Yeah. Um, I, I also own that jersey, and it's significant for me because that's the first jersey that – this was kind of back when – we had more time. We were making it down to El Segundo. We were watching team practices and stuff. I actually have that that version of the jersey, I think, signed by the most, I, want, I don't want to say all, but most of the 2001 team. Um, so very, very special jersey to me. And I, I have that. And I think if I'm remembering correctly, you're going to have to correct me on this one because maybe I've got the years wrong, but I definitely had not only teammate uh, players, but I had Bob Miller, Jim Fox sign it. And I, I want to say I had Andy Murray sign it, mm -hmm. but I, I can't remember what year, if that year lines up 2001 or if I'm it, misremembering. It absolutely lines up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it lines up. He was uh, the Kings coach all the way through the lockout. So yeah. Yeah. So right on the so, money. Yeah. So I have that jersey still tucked away somewhere, never to be washed. <laughs> well, I can't wash mine because it's got Luke Robitaille's John Henry on it. Um, there you go. All right. You're number 10, my, my friend. Uh, my number 10 is actually, so I, I, I wanted to go a little wilder to begin uh, and then kind of move in. Um, I actually have the 2015 Stadium Series oh. kit. Okay. With the white pants, and the not yeah the fifteen one not the the flying LA one. Correct. Just Correct. to clarify, I I absolutely despise the flying LA one, the Colorado airstrike, whatever you want to call that one. Right. Do not like that one one bit, but I do like the twenty fifteen one for a couple of reasons. One, I like the black stripe going through the middle. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like the Canadians jerseys. And the way it kind of, it doesn't wrap all the way around how the, the back is white. So you see more of the letter. Um, the white pants are a choice, certainly. Yep. Um, but I, I think for what they were trying to do and for it being a special event, that's how you do it. I think you really lean into it. You, you know, that's, if you're going to do white pants, that's when you do it. But I yep. like the look of this one in general, just the gray on top, black stripe through the middle, white on the bottom. I think it was a good look as far as special event jerseys go. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. It did not make my list. And I think the reason it didn't is because the Sharks had the same design. Mm -hmm. I that's think, fair. I think that's what – because I thought about it, and I do like it. I do like it. I just – yeah, I think that's what it was. I think it felt like it was a – you know, it was done in like MS Paint. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I get you. But it is, you. A, it is, you're right. It is a good look. White gloves too, obviously made it a nice yeah. Set of, yeah. And so that's the thing. I'm, I'm also taking this into account with the entire uniform. I'm not just sure. saying the jersey as, as a standalone. I think when you take into account like the white gloves, the white pants, the outdoorness of it all, like the white really stands out. I think that was a cool look. Agreed. Not on my list, but I agree. There you go. All right. Your turn. Number nine, 
95, 96, third Jersey, Burger King City. Would you believe that's my number nine as well? I do believe it because it is a love-hate kind of jersey. It makes the list, but can't be any higher than nine, I guess. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> pretty solid. Um, yeah, I'll start. I mean, what it's it's kind of become a cult favorite, mm-hmm. as have many of the jerseys from that year. Um, and I think the the design itself is not nice. If you just rip away the logo mm-hmm. and you take away the the lettering and the numbering, it's just a very weird jersey template. Yes. But I do remember absolutely loving the purple numbers with the gold trim and the purple nameplate with the gold trim. I thought that was so cool when I was whatever, 11 or 12. I, I thought like that was the coolest thing I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked the fact that the, the alternate captains and the captain letter was on the opposite side of the mm-hmm. of the chest because of the logo was on the left side. Um, I own this jersey. I did not want it when I was younger. And when I got older, like I had to have it. And I have a very high-end version of it. Mm-hmm. And I paid a lot of money for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm goddamn happy I did. My next step is to get is to get it properly uh, lettered and numbered. To that's Wayne a Redskin. tough one. That's, that's tough, tough because the so the kits are available on eBay, but you gotta you you know it it doesn't end with buying the kit. Then you gotta find a place to properly do it. Yeah. And and align it perfectly. Yeah. Um, but it's got to be on the list. It's such a crazy jersey. It's it has gained a following. It is now kind of a historical piece, so to speak. Um, every now and again, they try to bring it back for like warmups, and it just never looks the same. Yeah, that's the crazy. It just never looks like the way it looked in 95, 96. So it's a special. It reminds me of the Fox era all the time. Like I remember the glowing puck every time I see that jersey. So it had to be on here. Don't think it could be any higher than this, though. So there's a couple of things that I really love about this. Um, number one, it encompasses all of the King's colors, right? You got black, white, gray, purple, gold, all in some ridiculous smattering that doesn't make any sense, but there it is. The chest logo is a good logo, in my opinion. It's, It's an angry king head. It's aggressive. It's sharp. It's not overdone, in my opinion. Um... And the placement of it is so unique for for a hockey jersey that I, I think you have to appreciate just the boldness of trying to put Very something there. Very soccer-esque. Exactly. Exactly. And the whole vibe of it, you know, with the gradient yeah. and everything, that's very soccer-esque. The font of the letters and the and the numbers are just so over the top. <laughs> you know, barely legible. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it it just again it leans into this idea of like mid nineties excess trying to do something crazy. But I, in my opinion, I think now when they design jerseys, they kind of look back at some of this stuff and they go, "Okay, that was too much." But there's there's some good elements that were done here that we should be kind of tipping towards a little bit, you know it's okay to be a little bold in my opinion. And so I I think that's when you're starting to see 
like Vegas, you know, incorporating a little more filigree within the subtle things of what they have, the, the brightness of it all. Now you're seeing teams like San Jose. We were just talking about how it's not just a stripe anymore. There's waves within the stripe, that kind of thing. I think that kind of flair harkens back to some of these jerseys. And, you know, the one other thing is, so the blues one, obviously of that same era with the gradient and everything, that went too far because it had the the actual like trombones nope. oh, printed. Oh yeah, with the trumpets that never yeah. even made it to the. It ice. never made it yeah. right, but like yeah. it was it was. So they they were actually, if you think about it, there was some restraint shown here. There's no like pattern of crowns within the gradient or something silly like that sublimated. It's like it's just a color gradient, and the patch itself is the only logo on there. So I I think I think this jersey holds a place in a lot of. King fan, Kings fans' hearts. You don't have to like it or love it or anything, but you can't deny that there's something about it. Absolutely, agreed. It's a. Uh, it's hard I think to it's explain. Aged better, by the way, than, also, than you would have thought. Absolutely, and I think it's also what age were you when it came out? Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it too. I think the younger you are, the you appreciate it more. It's like my level of appreciation for this jersey is I loved it, I hated it, and now I love it again. Mm-hmm. So if a jersey can make you feel those things over the course of like three decades, yeah, there's something about it. And, and that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I, I never want them to have this as a primary kit. I don't want them ever to have it. But like, I appreciate, I appreciate what it is and... The fact that like they occasionally, like you said, they hint back to it and they go, you guys remember this? Okay, cool. You know, no, we're going to put it away to, now. <laughs> yeah. They're not trying to like yeah. totally deny that part of their history, you know? Yeah. All right. Let's switch over to you for number eight. Okay. Let's, let's change so, it up. Yeah. Cause number, number nine was the same. So uh, my number eight is the um, 2016, 2017 50th anniversary jerseys. Um, I really, really like these. I, you know, the gray is a nice base for it. I like the gold trim again, that kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. I I always appreciate when there's just a little bit of detail here and there that is not totally in your face necessarily. But if you look, you know that it's different. It's nice. Um, they hadn't had a gray Jersey prior to that for at any point in time that I could tell. Um, and since then, you know, they tried to bring the gray back in multiple iterations, but this was the first one. I thought it was a, I thought it was a nice way of doing it. Also, I like the, the neckline certainly was really nice. This is on my list higher up. Mm, So I have a, and I'll talk about it a little bit now. I just, I love this Jersey the first second I saw it. I know it's all about the gold trim for me. It is because you take that away and you have the alternate that they wore after that. Yes. And it is amazing to me how bland it is without the gold jersey. Totally. Without the gold trim, sorry. And the fact that they had the 50th anniversary patch and the all-star patch on that jersey. That's right. Both of them makes it spectacular. Like, I'm a big patch guy. You're going to hear a lot about patches as this list goes along. They had the NHL 100 patch on the sleeve, too. That's right. And I hate hate that. But... (laughs) like it's another it's another special like it makes right. it a special year they wore it for one season 
like I said, fiftieth uh, patch on the shoulder, all star patch on the front, hundred patch on God knows where it was. I, I think it was on the, the numbers. Sleeve. Yeah. Um, so it's higher up for me, but I I adore this jersey, and nice, I still man. don't have it, and I'm gonna get it. I'm still waiting to get <laughs> as it. As soon as we finish this recording, yeah, <laughs> scour eBay. Yeah. Um, my number eight is the. 2000-2001 home jersey, white, all-star game patch, and the AM patch mm. from, from the um, Ace and Mark tribute from 9-11. Solid. It's all, again, I don't like the logo, but... Yeah, that's the shield and the... The shield, I don't like it, but when you add that orange patch to the front which is the all-star patch and then the am patch on the other side it again becomes a unique standalone one season jersey for me um it's also a special season for the kings in terms of the playoffs um or was no that was oh sorry so oh one was the year they eliminated detroit yes this is the all-star game and uh ace mark patch they actually that's the year they got Jason Allison. So I, I kind of confused my ears there, but uh, to me, it's, it's a beautiful, when you put it all together, it's absolutely beautiful. A little ugly when you put a alternate captain patch or a captain yeah, patch yeah, on yeah. it, it gets a little funky there. Um, but I think the presentation of all those elements combined with a time where the Kings were actually looked like they were on the uptick after they eliminated Detroit, um, it's a jersey that I don't have, but I have the patches, mm -hmm. and I Just have the case. jersey, and I have the jersey. All I got to do is put them together. Um, so same guy who puts together your Gretzky yeah, nameplate on your gonna, Burger King. Yeah, he's gonna be busy. Gonna make a killing off of you <laughs> once I get around to it. So, so it's actually he's gonna 2001. go home one day and go. You wouldn't believe this guy who came in. <laughs> uh, so it's two thousand one, two thousand two. Uh, King's home. Actually, the black one's just as nice. So either one. But uh, okay. 0102. All right. Um, we already discussed my my seventh yes. because that was the uh, that was the ninety nine two thousand third. So um, I could I could go number seven then. Yeah, is it different? Yeah, go for it. My number seven is different, so that okay. when you you speak, it'll be six. sure. Go for it. Yeah, I went with the eighty six eighty seven purple and gold. Now okay. you, you might wonder why eighty six eighty seven. And the reason is because it has the 20th anniversary patch on the shoulder. You got to include this jersey because it's the Miracle on Manchester jersey. Yeah. Yeah. And I and initially I just wrote Miracle on Manchester jersey, but there's one time where there was a difference on it. And it, it's when it was an 86, 87 yeah. Luke Robitaille's rookie season, 20th anniversary patch on the shoulder. So I got to go with that. Um, that was a fun season for, for Kings fans. There was a lot of excitement because the old guard Dion Taylor and all them while they were still on the team they were aging and then they had this injection of of youth Robitaille Duchesne Carson and it looked like oh my god like things are <laughs> things are going to be great little did we know how great they would actually be but not uh, because, with those guys yeah because one of those guys would be the centerpiece of the greatest trade well from our side anyway the greatest yeah. trade in hockey history but yeah I'm going 86 87 for the patch, for the season, got to have that that jersey somewhere. So this is where it's at. Okay. All right. So my next one, which would be number six on my list, um, this is the 
2002 to 2007 home and away jerseys. So this is the year where they finally, it was the, the white purple yoke era, but they finally made the switch of making the crown as the primary logo. I love these jerseys, number one, because the following year they went with the night shirt and they got rid of the bottom white part and I hated that. I absolutely hated that look without the bottom purple stripe. I think it looks absolutely stupid. Yep. But this was this was the era, this five-year era, where again, the Kings were kind of coming off of looking pretty good. They finally make that change. They embrace the crown as the, fi- as the primary logo again. And it finally has purple. It was, in my opinion, during the purple purple, white, and black era, this is the best home and away combo that they had was, was right there in that, in that five-year span. And then it all kind of went to hell with the Reebok edge era kind of yeah. kicking in and night shirts and piping and whatnot. Nice, man. That's it. That's I it. Don't, I don't have it's that simple. One. It's simple, but it's, it's, it's my logic. I, I, I do not argue with it. I don't have that one, but I definitely understand your logic in that 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 jersey trim with that logo is probably mm-hmm. the best combination of those things. And the shoulders too. The shoulders having the yeah. sharp peaking to it as opposed to the rounded gray. The yeah, sharp that, with the that it silver. Became, yeah. Yes. Like it was sharp, the trim was silver, not gray. Like it it matters. Yeah. <laughs> These no. details matter. Yeah. All right, uh, number six for me, not complicated, 2012 Stanley Cup final, white. Mm. And it's, like, this is the jersey we won cups with, so yeah. it's got to be here. I'm going with 2012 white because of the fact that the Kings were 10-0 and on the road going into the, well, actually going into game three. No, they were 10-0 and after Carter scored in OT in game two against New Jersey on the road. Um. The fact that they opened the final on the road and we saw the Stanley Cup final patch on a Kings jersey again, first time since 1993, like, Mm -hmm. shit takes your breath away, man. Like, what do you want me to tell you? Like, I was, (laughs) I I remember just waiting, just the first thing I remember is, is like, I can't wait to see the patch on this jersey, Mm. to see the cup final patch on this jersey. And there it was. And we won the game. it's always going to be like no matter how much i or how indifferent i am to this jersey and i am to the current king's jerseys like they're okay they're mm-hmm. not they're all they'll always be the jerseys we won the stanley cup in and that's it's you know it it goes all the way to number six for me just for that reason yeah i mean the not maybe not that specific year but the current design i feel like has been relatively consistent there's a few minor changes here yeah. in terms of line position and stuff but the the current design um for me is number i'll just tell you it's number four on my list it's not uh, I, I feel the same way i'm like it's fine it's not you know it's never blown me away but the significance of the accomplishments in in that era you can't ignore the jersey you know what i mean like most people who are going to Kings games now who consider themselves Kings fans at the moment are likely wearing the current yes. kit. So for that reason, I agree. It's, it's on there for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'll just say my number five because we already covered it. Sure. 
Uh, it's the 16th, 17th, 50th anniversary got jersey. It, got it. We talked about that, but it's number five for me. That's how much I love it. Like, it's. I wish it was a full time alternate. I really do. But but also, it not being a full time alternate makes it even more special. So, mm-hmm. you're number five, Vardy. Uh, my number five is the 1977 1979 oh. kit. Um, and the reason I like this, this is uh, so. This was the year where they had gold pants. Gold pants. <laughs> right. They had gold pants with the home, purple pants with the away, but the nameplate on the back. I think this was the first time that they actually had um, the nameplate permanently on the back, which they didn't have before. I just, I love it. It's, it's just, again, it's crazy 70s, but it's, when I think of the Kings in my mind, I realize they've won cups wearing black and white. I realize they've had purple, black, gold, whatever iteration. Like maybe it's a whole LA Laker washing thing, whatever you want to call it. I'm sure Jack Kent Cook's soul somewhere is like rubbing his hands together, going good, good. But like <laughs> the <laughs> the purple and gold is is what I imagine should be the king's colors and this was the year that i feel like they just really leaned into it they got it about as perfect as they could before they i think improved it a little bit more down the line uh i'm smiling because my number four is a tie between the 2010 legends night purples and the 2014 legends night golds and (laughs) it is exactly like it's very the I could just repeat what you said and it would mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. I I liked I remember when Reebok released it like the crown was like really big. Yes. Um and then when they released the gold one and and I saw that they're wearing gold pants with it, I was just like this is perfect. Yeah. Uh so for me like those two jerseys the 10 I mean it spent the purple one spanned across a couple of seasons, but I remember 2014 is the first time they revealed the gold one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and those i had to put them in a tie and I, I i was like i have to have the originals but this is a twist on it where yes. it is the originals in a modernized way and yeah it's the gold pants man it, it's, it just works it's magic. A, you need the kit it's, yes it's head to toe <laughs> yeah so in in the same kind of breath as you i go i go with the modern version of of what is probably the most stunning kit the kings have ever worn top to bottom in my opinion Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful thing and i bone and i own the purple one the reebok one don't have the gold one but i do have a gold uh i believe it's a 77 no that's it's a rogie it's a vashon yeah it's a a mitchell and ness no it's a mitchell and ness yeah it's a mitchell and ness uh vashon so nice that's a nice jersey, man. Um, I think I, re- I already said my number four. Oh, that that's was right. the uh, the current home and away, you know, the black, white, yada, yada. So number three, back then. to you. Oh, did you already say your, your number four? I did. That was my number four. It was the Oh, tie. okay. Okay. Um, so my number three is the uh, 1992 to 1995 home and away. Just they this was the year when they switched from the silver numbers to the more legible... Black. black numbers 
clearly the first year that the Kings made it to the cup finals, the amount of nostalgia with these jerseys is just immeasurable. And to this day is a jersey that I think people look at and they go, yup. It's, it's very simple. There's not much to it. It's simple colors and simple striping, but the logo is, is become timeless. And, um, again, I, I, I do enjoy the silver letters on the white to a certain extent, but I acknowledge that it makes more sense to have black letters on the white Jersey and the silver on the, uh, on the black Jersey. Right on, man. You might be surprised to learn that that jersey is somewhere on my list, but it's not my number three. The one thing I will say, the one thing I will say, the 91-92 one does have the 75th anniversary NHL patch, which is mm, so good. But uh, buddy, buddy, I'm going to go. I'm going to wax poetic in a few minutes here. All right, go um, for it. My number three <laughs> is the 2021 reverse retro. Mm. It's got to be in the top three. It's got to be. I know it's in your top three. I'm not even it questioning sure is. that. Um, yeah, number three. It's. I was so pleasantly surprised when I saw it because the Kings, up to that point, had made it a point of screwing jerseys up and you get excited <laughs> to a certain degree. Uh, and they just knocked it out of the park. What else is there to say? The The fact that the logo... My main thing, the fact that the the crown in the logo... They kept it a light color. Mm-hmm. It made me so happy. So happy. And what I love about this jersey, the original Kings, the older logos, there's a ton of orange in that jersey. Orange? Yeah, orange. Like, the when the Kings switched from the... Or when they were slowly going to the Chevy logo, they had a logo in between that eventually became the Chevy logo. I don't know if you've seen this thing. <sighs> Okay. Um, and and the the crown of that logo oh, was has orange. orange. Mm. It was pretty much orange. Anyway, the reverse retro doesn't have orange on it. But if you if you put it far away and you and you look at the logo, the outline of the logo almost looks orange. And I don't. I know this was an accident, <laughs> and I know it wasn't intentional. But like, I see it. Or is this like one of those, is the dress gold, is it blue kind of situation? <laughs> Fuck it, maybe, I don't know. I don't care. All I know is when I look at it, my eye catches orange sometimes. And, and I know it's not there, but anyway, that just made me love this jersey even more. I think it's almost perfect. I don't know what, what would make it any better. I, I always think about that. I, I wonder if white would look good as, as uh, letters and numbers. I don't know, like... I think that's just nitpicking, but yeah, it's it's just like you yeah. could say, uh, maybe throw a shoulder patch in, but uh, no, it'd be too uh, much. See, no, I don't think so. I, it's I think that's what makes it so great is just that it's a new take on a classic. It's a new yeah. take on two classics, actually, which is quite a statement. Yeah. So and and it was universally loved. It wasn't As just it Kings fan. I mean, it was just routinely number one and two between them and the Nordiques Colorado Jersey. Yeah. Um, it's number two on my list. Okay. Uh, for, for very much the same reasons. I mean, it's, it's just a Jersey that like, so I, I actually got to, I, I, I don't own it, but I 
and I know this was this was kind of tough to come by, but I randomly one day at like the Camarillo outlets or something like that walked into, you know, like one of those Jersey hat stores, whatever, and they had a rack of them. They just <laughs> I don't know why they made them there, but just seeing it in person and holding it, it's so much nicer than than even how it looks. Like it looks so good, but it's just even nicer when you when you take it and you hold it. And I agree with you, the fact that they didn't try to fill the crown in too much to make it look like the Chevy logo and it and everything. I think it's just such a great jersey and um it's great that it's you know some days I look at it and I go what a perfect one year wonder kind of jersey and then some days I look at it and I go I'm so sad we're not going to see yeah. this thing like more more regularly you know but uh hopefully the the 2.0 is is going to do this justice um so my number one in my Wait, hold opinion. on, hold on, hold on. What? I haven't done my number two. Oh, my bad. Okay, go ahead. So you've done your number two. It's the reverse yes. retro. You've yes, done yes, your yes. number three? Uh, yeah, because we talked about it already. It was the uh, 92, oh, 95. That's right. Yeah. that's right. Okay. My number two is the 92, 93 away, specifically, mm. with the 100-year Stanley Cup patch on it. Mm. The jersey Wayne Gretzky wore in game seven against the Toronto Maple Leafs, basically, is what it comes down to. Um, I have this jersey signed by Wayne Gretzky. It is one of my greatest possessions. Um, it's authentic. It's stitched. It's perfect. Like, that's the, old, that's the best way I could – it's the perfect jersey. I also have a Luke Robitaille white with a 93 patch, or with the Stanley Cup 100-year patch, the year he scored 63 goals. I have both of them. Um it's the best childhood my best childhood memories probably revolve around that year and that jersey um so i don't know what else to say about it you could argue the 92 93 cup jersey with the cup patch which i also have of wayne gretzky is is up there too but humble brag something about that hundred year patch it's just so nice and that was such a great season in the NHL. It was one of the best seasons in the history of the NHL from an entertainment perspective, fan perspective, offensive output, everything. <clears throat> um, so it's like, to me, looking at that particular jersey with that patch will always flood me with good memories, mm -hmm. positive feelings. So that's my it's number a good two. Choice. It's a great one. It's a great choice. Okay, so my number one jersey, my favorite Jersey in King's history, the 1980 to 1988 purple and gold with the uh, purple all the way down the sleeves for the yellow home and the gold all the way down the purple for the away. And um, it, I'm so excited for what the reverse retro 2.0 is going to look like because it certainly seems like it's it's going to be modeled after these a little bit, maybe with a white jersey, which all indications are. Um, I just think it's it's such a good look. It's the right colors. It's the right logo. The piping is nice. The the contrast in colors, you know, a little bit of white striping between the purple and the gold. 
it's it just works, man. It's such a good looking jersey to me. It's such a good looking like combination of things. Um, I've I've always said that I feel like the Kings need to have purple in their in their color, you know, theme at all times. There's there's no unless again you consider Arizona's Kachina look. Mm-hmm. There's no team in the NHL that I can think of at the moment that has purple. There's no team that should have purple. It's the color of royalty. These I feel like are the best embodiment of what the Kings look should be. A modern day take of this would be an outstanding jersey, in my opinion. Well said, my friend. I'm proud to own a Marcel Dion signed gold. There you go. Uh, Dave Taylor, Mitchell and Ness. By the way, I love how many of these jerseys I've mentioned has come down to like, oh yeah, it's in my closet. There it is. Hey man, love is love. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> um, great choice. My number one is a 91-92 home white mm. jersey. The 25th anniversary patch of the LA Kings. Never mm-hmm. mind that it has the 75, yeah, which is yeah. outstanding. Is the greatest patch in the history of this franchise. It's it is, great. It, it is. is the most beautiful patch I think I've ever seen. I, I obviously I'm biased. <laughs> uh, but the fact that it says the silver season mm-hmm. and it has purple in it and I can't even begin to express how much I love that patch. I think like it really is the most beautiful patch I've ever seen on a Jersey. Yeah. It's my team and all that, but I am enamored with it. Um, The 75th anniversary patch, I think is also beautiful. I think it's Mm -hmm. very well done by the NHL. Very classy, very classy logo. I love the fact that it has those, silver numbers on the back mm. and it was the only season 91-92 was the only season where those particular numbers were on those jersey because the year prior it was a it was silver numbers with black trim yes. immediately this season 91-92 has a silver white black and it is to me the most stunning extra theme. illegible <laughs> yeah it, but when you hold it like when you see it up close like it is so beautiful like i can't even i chased this jersey vardy i chased it for at least 10 years and i ended up getting a robotai and a gretzky both authentic they are my favorite jerseys i've ever owned they're not signed nothing but i can't tell you how many times over the years i've just literally pulled them out thrown them on my bed and just friggin' stared at them because to me they are that beautiful and no matter what the kings do i'm sorry reverse retro 2.0 nothing they ever do to me will be as nice as the white 9192 jerseys with those two patches and that specifically those letters and numbers hmm. um yeah have, the letters are chunky too man they're, they they're are, like they're different they're unlike the 9091s and they're unlike the 9293. Right, right. And it has to be the white one. 
just to clarify it, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. about the white one is what works for me it stands out i get it yeah and nothing the kings ever do will touch this jersey for me so that's my number one um i told you i was gonna wax poetic it's beautiful i almost cried (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah there it is man so you hold on I, i i understand where you're coming from so the my selection doesn't even make your top 10 no damn wait no, it's I do. Eighty eight, eighty eight. I have eighty six, eighty seven with a twentieth oh, okay. anniversary. Okay. That's right. That's yeah. right. Okay. I mean, it's number seven. Yeah. <laughs> but it's in there. It has to be in there, of course. Yeah. Of the, course. Right. The two. So the two point has no hope of. Uh... You know, I'm being obviously very melodramatic, but I think the two point if everything we're hearing is accurate, mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't break my top five. But it's not. It will never take number one is my point. That's all. No, no, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, no, I think it potentially it could be better than the 2021 reverse retro, wouldn't you say? Potentially. It yeah. could. I it mean, could. I love, the, I, I love the, the, the base of it is the right start. So uh, it just depends on the details. Again, it, it, it really comes number down to Number one, the, the crown's got to be bigger. That's my number one. Oh, 100%. Those, those jerseys, the, the crown was too small. It's always mm-hmm. been too small, and it's always bugged me about that jersey. Um, if it had the size of, like, the Legends jerseys where it's, like, big and prominent, mm-hmm. now you're cooking. Like, now, you're, now you have potential to really dethrone some of these bad boys for me. Mm-hmm. And, and if they go purple helmet, I'll be so goddamn pissed. They wouldn't do that, right? Tell me they wouldn't do that. It's got to be white helmet. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. If the, I think if the jersey's white, you got to go white helmet. Right? Right. You have to. Right? Doesn't mean they will. So we talked briefly that, like, there was a few uh, league-wide ones. Yeah, that, yeah, I got a few. Um, I'm trying to think now, like, which ones I really like. So you know which ones have always stood out to me is, like, this is a beautiful jersey. Um, Chicago's 2009 Winter Classic mm. when they brought it back with the tan yeah. stripe and everything. Uh, man, the first time I saw that jersey out, and, and I know they, they wore it as an alternate for a few years, but such a beautiful... It is really nice. Such a great look, man. Such And the pants with that that they have has like piping down the side and around the trim of it. Like It just looks a beautiful old school look. In my opinion, um, I, that's a great choice. I agree. I agree with that. I'll give you one. Um, okay. Ninety-three Penguins <sighs> across the with the Pittsburgh across the chest um, mm. and the Robo Pigeon on the shoulders, <laughs> dude. I I love that. I I I have a, it's Robit- a good one. I have a Luke Robitaille of that. <laughs> I I. Again, another jersey I, I hunted down, dude. <laughs> I mean, it took me like two years to get it, to get the one I want. Uh, but it's one of my favorite all-time hockey jerseys, without a doubt. Um, I got another one is the 1989 All-Star Game jerseys, which is, they wore it for a few years, but it's it's like that classic, the uh, orange-black mm, 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 with the, with the yeah. crest on it. Like, yes. I one of my favorites 
absolutely one of my favorites. And I love that they wore it for so many years. It's also from an era where like the all-star game mattered Mm -hmm. a lot. And it was like Gretzky versus Lemieux for like three, four straight seasons. Absolutely love those. And I picked 89 because I really liked that Edmonton patch. The 89 game was in Edmonton and I really, really liked the, the patch on it. So in that, in that same breath, um, the 94, 97 all-star jerseys with the star with the west the puck logo <laughs> the puck. no 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 the oh yes yes it yeah. Was the, yeah there's yeah, a puck the and, and the, eastern and western yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. those are nice and then they and then they fashioned those into do you remember when dallas brought out their third jerseys the black with the green are star you kidding me that's one of the greatest dude that yeah. is that is a phenomenal jersey one that greatest. is such a great jersey man they won the cup in that jersey yes they did then they yes, made they the white did. one yes yeah I think those are great jerseys, man. I mean, if you're Dallas and your name is the Stars, why would you, why would you ever go away from that? In my opinion, I find their current jerseys so damn bland. Yeah, you know they they brought it back in a little way with the with the reverse retro, but you lose something when you don't have the contrast of the colors. In my opinion, another one for me is the ninety two ninety three Canucks white. It's the flying skate logo, mm-hmm. but uh, so when I bought this jersey, it had to be a Bure, of course. Uh, who else? Yeah, obviously. It, so I got it, um, it with the Stanley Cup patch on it. It's just man, with that GM place patch on the shoulder, it's just mm-hmm. such a nice jersey. Like one of my all-time favorites. So that that's on my honorable mentions too. I, like um, I'm avoiding like the obvious ones. Like I think, what do you mean? Like Montreal. Yeah, you know what I mean, like the like a Mont- the Montreal uh, white jersey with the stripe, which is yeah, because the their whites stripe. their whites just have the shoulders, but they yeah. they had the Montre- for a couple yes. of seasons with the stripe going through it. Like that's such mm-hmm. a great jersey, but it's also like Montreal is such an obvious one to me because yeah. they have iconic jerseys. Um, I I picked kind of a random one. Is okay. the 1987 Canada Cup canada set the white with the the white with the big maple leaf like from yeah top, like and it says canada the on the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah there's nothing aesthetically i don't know but i i think it's it's the fact that they wore blue pants and they had red blue and white gloves and white helmets with that red jersey top to bottom the like i love that look so much it's one of my favorite mm. uniforms and the 87 canada cup itself was so astounding because Lemieux and Gretzky played with each other for the first time. Mm-hmm. But I've always liked those jerseys, man. Those bland ass Canada jerseys. Like <laughs> I just love them. Um, another one that I like, uh, I like the Minnesota North stars ones from the mid eighties, the green with the white numbers and the, and the yellow blocking the, the bezeling or whatever you want. Yeah, the, yeah, bezeling. Yeah. the very blocky letters. It's, it's just, is There's it with that vibe, like three color gradient? Yes. Yeah, I know which. Yeah, it's, it's a great jersey. It's such a good look, man. It's such a good look. I really like that. And sticking with Minnesota, I, I'm so partial to the original Wild Home jersey. Being a Gabrick fan, and, and you got me the pro player version of that for a birthday yeah. once, which is like a ridiculous jersey. Like it is heavy. Everything is stitched. I mean, it's just. The logo was beautiful. The the shoulder logo with the yeah. Minnesota Wild Hockey Club and Wild. I mean, it is just 
the color balance is just something, man. It's just a really nice jersey. The white one. The green one, it's a little color over overload, but the white with the green shoulders is is really nice, in my opinion. Agreed. I love that. I'm trying to think of other ones, but... I've never liked any New Jersey jersey. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Not one. <laughs> they've seldom changed, so... Like, when I'm in obvious ones, like, I think the the Whalers jerseys, for the yeah. most part, are really nice. I, I do really like the, the 92 to 97 ones, where they went darker on the blue, and they mm-hmm. added gray. I do like mm-hmm. those jerseys, and I feel like they don't get enough love, because everyone goes back to the green ones. But I do like that gray, modernized version of it, I think, more than the originals. Um, another good one. I think you just have to appreciate the the Rangers NYR. Oh, the Liberty. Liberty. Yeah. Liberty. I mean, oh. that's just a... <laughs> Beautiful. I, I know the classic Rangers, you know, but, the, but to me, that NYR logo is just such a good look. I really like the white one, which they only mm-hmm. wore for like one season. And uh, I I chased down a Gretzky of that. <laughs> I, I'm 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 noticing a theme. <laughs> Gretzky Robotech is that the theme? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> like I have other players. Like you know firsthand, I have a Dennis Savard, mm-hmm. Blackhawks yeah, yeah. one, Dion's in which there. I love. Um, I have a Yager Pittsburgh one, which I love. Um, I have a Lemieux signed. That's another one I love, man. The 91-92 Penguins one with the Badger mm-hmm. Bob logo on it. Uh, Badger Bob patch on it and the cup patch on it. That's a great that's a great jersey. My wife got me a Lemieux signed of that. She's a keeper. <laughs> she got it after I married her, which is a stunning thing. My God. She wasn't even trying to impress <laughs> what me. She trying to, what is she trying to do here? <laughs> do, do, how do you feel about the, the St. Louis... <laughs> yeah, the ninety-seven, ninety-eight vertical stripe nonsense, <laughs> or the uh, the slash the horizontal. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, it's not even horizontal. Is it horizontal? I guess. No, it's it's, it's, it's diagonal. a slant. <laughs> it's diagonal. <laughs> yeah, diagonal where the numbers. The number got is what bothers me. The number on the back being like one smaller than the other one is such a stupid thing. <laughs> Just so dumb. Uh, I, I had to buy one. So, although I, I, I love the blues logo. I've always thought the blues logo is yeah. just that old one. Not so much, but the current one is really, yeah. like with the straight lines is really mm-hmm. nice. Is really nice. I agree. Are there any flyers jerseys you particularly, uh, I, I mean, I was thinking about that. If anything, maybe like their winter classic kind of look with a, with a bit more cream mm-hmm. instead of white. I don't know. I just I never really like the Flyers jerseys in general. Yeah. Um, because I feel like it's just the same iteration over and over again. Yeah, but it's like it's like the Red Wings jersey. Yeah. Except the Red Wings jersey's classic. Yeah, and I just feel like, I mean, I I I do like. I I think I prefer the the more orange over the white jerseys mm. personally. Um, and I, I think the Winter Classic look was kind of nice with the nameplate, you know, with the white nameplate, and that kind of became a fixture for them, you know, over the years. Yeah. Um, let's see. Toronto? Toronto's tough. Like, the 92-93 Toronto set is okay. 
Again, I, I like the mid seventies one with the white yoke and the. And the oh, and you the like leaf. the the Rick Vi jerseys? Yeah. I'm trying to think here. The Canucks, flying V's more like a hey, that's that's funny kind of thing. But when I think Canucks, I think that the skate yeah the logo skate. is yeah. yeah is is the one in my opinion. Um, nope, really nothing on the Capitals. Honestly, I can't. Yeah, I don't think they've they've had more misses than hits. Jets jerseys, always a classic. Mm, yeah, they're okay. But they're not like... The, yeah. yeah. That's about it. <laughs> Honestly. You know, you know what? There is, there is one jersey that I kind of... Oh. oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. Um... So the first time when Calgary brought the red jerseys with the black C, yeah, when they were making the that was I think that was when they were making the Cup final run. Correct. That jersey, yeah, it was. That is a that is a great jersey. Probably in my one of the best selling jerseys. Oh in, yeah, in Canada, like it was a very nice jersey. Yeah, it, it was like almost it was a the perfect jersey for that time for them, and it's it was the birth of the yeah. Sea of Red. Like that yeah. was that was the birth of the Sea of Red. I remember just that because it's such a it's such an awesome look having a all red or mostly red jersey with a black logo it's just very like how do i say this it's perfect it, it, it is but it's like it's almost like what the bad guy would wear right yeah. like the black logo and the red jersey like very in your face very aggressive even though they were the underdog, you know, in that in that series. Um The interesting thing about that jersey is it wasn't even in the it was an alternate. Yeah. Because the horse head was their was their main uh away jersey. Right. Right. So odd <laughs> that you would like it's right there. Yeah. You know? I know. But it's interesting now because like personally I I prefer their like when they have the white C on the red jersey and the black C on the red jersey over over the red C yeah. on the white, I feel like that that doesn't do anything for me. It's interesting. Yeah, uh, I was gonna mention a jersey that I love for only for like the most superficial dumb reason is is the Oilers. Um, I want to say eighty six. Let me make sure, but the main thing being the nike logo mm. i think they only had it for like a couple of seasons 81 it's initial uniforms has it 81 to 94 but that's not correct yeah that's not correct the oilers went to ccm by 1990 mm. so i think it there's a span of like six seven years where it was the nike logo and their numbering was was different it was a, it was different it changed after ccm took over and they and they and they changed the lettering and the numbering it was very obvious mm -hmm. but the nike logo was uh was something maybe that we'll see it again burnt in my memory i hope so <laughs> i hope so all right all right I think that that about covers it this was episode what episode was this 89 89 um is that 89? Is it really 89? Man, let's take a look here. Let's confirm. Uh, it is indeed. It is episode 89. 
Let's not forget the. I only got one. Uh, you might. There might only be one. All right. Well, Rasmus. <laughs> Let me see here. He's the one, one and only. There you go, Rasmus Kupari. By default. By show us what you got, kid. <laughs> Your episode, my friend. There you go. Don't don't waste it. Although I'll, you know, 89, 88, 89, Chevy logos debut. I'm just saying there's Yeah, yeah. Just... You can find a thread. <laughs> find a thread or two. Uh, but next time, guys, it'll be our season preview episode mm-hmm. uh, before the end of the month. Excited about that. Those are, to me, just as fun as the list episodes, although this was real fun. As it I always enjoyed this is. one. This was yeah. good. As it always is. Um, but season preview, we're going to go around the league, make predictions, talk about teams, talk some mad shit about <laughs> a lot of them, and predict some winners. That's what we do. Get it right every time. <laughs> it works 50% of the time. There you go. Every time. Uh, subscribe, like, comment, reviews. We'll try to keep the Twitter interaction speeding up a little bit. It's been a been a weird kind of all over the place summer, like Otto mentioned at the top of the episode. But damn it, if we're not going to be in in mid season form at puck drop in October. See you next time, guys. You've been listening to the Bannerman, an LA Kings podcast.